This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you on Thursday, March 11th. And uh, I said in yesterday's podcast, I was debating whether or not to do a throwback Thursday or just uh, continue on with some analysis and audio clips and whatnot from the Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge pressers. And I'm going to do that, folks. I mean, there's a lot of news that came down. And really, my objective here is to kind of keep you all up to date, not only keep you up to date, but maybe uh, take some information and, and, and give you some additional insight into understanding what's going on and whatnot. So that's the approach we're going to take on today's show. And let's start off with the announcement. The 2021 NFL salary cap floor has been revealed. The number is $182.5 million. That is the floor for all teams to work with. Now, that does not, that does not count any salary cap rollover from 2020. In the case of the Giants, uh, just looking up the number real quick, the Giants had... million left over from last year. So in rolling that number over, they have a salary cap floor of 185.433 million. All right. So just a little bit of a quick note here. The NFL wide 182.5 million is a 50 represents a 15.7 million drop from last year's uh, 198.2 million cap. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, I look at it and it looks like it's going to be uh, a struggle for teams. Now the Giants, as far as cap space goes, and I want to stress this folks, this number is going to be fluid. And I know a lot of you are going to ask me about cap space. A lot of you are going to, you know, maybe on a daily basis and, and whatnot. But once we get into free agency, the start of free agency, which it starts a week from uh, yesterday, actually, um, the cap number is going to be fluid. So, but for the time being, the Giants have, let me just see, they're actually in the red, which according to over the cap, they have them in the red at I think it's seven point yeah seven point nine three six million in the red so that's uh they got a lot to do <laughs> to clear out some space for for their signings and and I should mention that you know the Leonard Williams contract or, or not the contract the uh, franchise tag that is included um, the uh, cuts that they made and the restructures. You know, David Mayo, Golden Tate being cut, restructuring Levine, Toilolo, uh, that's all included in this new K 
cap space, which really isn't cap space. But uh, so the Giants have a lot to, to get done. And, you know, I look at this and I say to myself, there is absolutely no way now that they can keep or even think of keeping Nate Solder, which we kind of knew, and Kevin Zeitler. You know, the Giants, they're going to have to clear out space and maybe you know they it, it when it comes to Zeitler maybe they might not have wanted to get rid of him but I just don't see how they're going to be able to get around this I mean they would have to the only way they could get around this is if they lowered his number to the NFL minimum for for the veteran and uh spread the rest of the money out over as a prorated signing bonus which is basically kicking the can down the road and that's actually something that Dave Gettleman, just in listening to him when he spoke to the media on Tuesday, that sounded like something he really didn't want to do. And, um, and, uh, you know what? I'm going to play the clip of what Gettleman actually said. And, uh, you can judge for yourself. You know, the, the, he starts off by saying that the goal is to manage flat contracts, which he's correct. But you judge for yourself in listening to this clip. And, because to me, it just sounded like, uh, he was very reluctant to, to potentially kick the can down the road. And I'll explain why, you know, that is not necessarily the best theory to take or the best approach to take in this particular era. So let me play the clip for you first. The goal with the, to, to best manage the cap is to get flat contracts. Okay. So if a guy's making 15 million, has a three-year deal at 15, at 45 million, you'd like to have a $15 million cap number every year. That's the goal. If once you start restructuring and renegotiating, you, you usually back end load them. All right. And now, so you, you just, what you're doing is you're kicking the can. So it depends upon, you know, how much pain you want to go, you want to deal with. So that's really what it is. Some teams are, you know, don't have any, you know, they philosophically, they just say the heck with it and they, they, they restructure and some people don't. And, you know, it is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a philosophical conversation, but it, it's not a, it's not a good place to get to, to consist constantly restructure, renegotiate. Okay, so Gettleman is 100% correct. It's not something you want to make a habit out of. That is something that the Eagles made a habit out of. That's something that the Saints made a habit out of. And those teams are currently in salary cap hell. But here's where you have to kind of alter your thinking when it comes to the cap here. The benefit of restructuring now is that the cap floor is is about like i said before it's about 17 million or so lower than what it was this time last year that salary cap is projected to go up you know not only to what it once was but maybe even beyond so in other words the cap once as we get closer and closer to returning to quote unquote normal life post pandemic the expectation, you know, with the, with the television contracts that are being signed and whatnot, is that the cap will shoot through the roof. And if that's the case, and you've got the space, the anticipated space to, to absorb some of these restructures now, why wouldn't you do it? Now, again, I understand what Gettleman's saying, but here's the other problem. You currently, if you're the Giants are looking at having to cut your roster to the bone. 
All right. You're looking at having to potentially pick up cheap guys, guys who maybe um, you, you question if they would even be on an NFL roster were it not for, you know, the fact that a team could get desperate. It's just it's a it's a vicious cycle waiting to happen. And I just think that, you know, if Gettleman's stance is, oh, you know, we don't want to kick the can too far down the road road with a lot of guys. I just think that's a little short-sighted thinking on his part. And I hope that, you know, my interpretation of what he said is incorrect and that, you know, they're going to make um, ex- exceptions for this year, given the circumstances and in looking ahead to next year. But from a cap perspective, I think the Giants would be doing themselves a, a disservice if they don't plan on kicking some more cans down the road. I'm not saying go crazy, but there are some contracts that I think if they alter them, they can give themselves a little bit more breathing room and still be able to do what they need to get done. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trana. This is a special edition in which we're talking about uh, more of what Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge had to say. In the next segment, I want to talk about Saquon Barkley and uh, some new information regarding Saquon Barkley and the option year of his contract. So stay with us. With the ever-increasing number of auto makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterperson to order the parts on a computer, usually choosing the brands that the store happens to prefer? Instead, take your search for your auto parts to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Built Bar's selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. 
You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. And betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and by the way, you know, with March Madness starting up, they cover that as well. Same thing with the NBA, the NHL, they cover all the sports. So give them a, a, a listen. I think you'll like what they're doing over there. And I also want to take this opportunity just real quick to tell you about a promotion that Built Bar is doing. This, this is a really cool uh, promotion. Built Bar is currently running a brackets tr- challenge where users get to vote on their favorite flavors of Built Bar. And uh, right now they've got a, a, a bracket system going. And me personally, my favorite is the coconut brownie. I love that particular uh, flavor of Built Bar, and as far as I'm concerned, that one's going all the way to the to the finals. If I have anything to say about it, but uh, check them out on BuiltBar.com, and when you use the code Locked On, you get 20% off your order. So do give them a look see, and uh, trust me, you will not regret it. Try that that coconut brownie; that is so good, my favorite by far. All right, let's get back to the business at hand. Let's talk about the Giants, and I mentioned in the uh, before the break that uh, we were going to do talk about Saquon Barkley and his option year. Now that cap figure has been determined and it's going to be 7.217 million. All right. So just a little background here. First round draft picks, when they enter the fifth year of their, of their contract, teams have the, the option I'm sorry, the fourth year of their contract. Teams now have the option the uh, option of exercising what's called the fifth year option in the contract. So um, the that means that by May 3rd of this year, the Giants have to decide if they want to carry Saquon Barkley in the fifth year of his NFL career at a cost of $7.217 million. Now that number... Once the Giants commit to that, that number becomes fully guaranteed for injury. And a lot of times what teams will do is they'll pick up that option year of their first round draft picks. And then if they like what how the, the uh, player is progressing and, and they think he's part of the long-term plan, they will ultimately look to parlay that into an extension that lowers the, the cap number and just kind of gives them some breathing space down the line. But we're kind of getting a little ahead there. Just to kind of give you an idea of how that number is calculated, the NFL and the NFLPA changed the policy in which it's based on criteria. So in Barkley's case, he's going to get the second highest amount allowed uh, 
under the calculations. The first highest amount goes to players who have made two or more Pro Bowls. The second highest amount goes to players who have made one Pro Bowl. And then I think the third one goes to, um, based on playtime criteria, and then the fourth one doesn't have any criteria extended to it. So it's kind of like the minimal tender, if you will. So the benefit here with Barkley's number, 7.217 million, is that it would put him under the 10 million that he's scheduled to count for against the cap this year. So it's almost like a pay cut, if you will, without it actually being a pay cut, if the Giants, of course, pick it up. All right, so with that said, what did the Giants do? Well, Dave Gettleman was asked about that, and... Basically, Gettleman, uh, as he should, he said, look, it's going to depend on the medical, which it should, because remember, it's only March 11th, and the Giants don't have to make a decision until May 3rd, and a lot lot of progress can be made by Barkley in his rehab from a torn ACL between March 11th and the May 3rd deadline, and the Giants are going to want to see where Barkley is in his rehab before they make any kind of firm decision. Now, I personally think they're going to make the decision. I I would pick up that option and just kind of see what happens. Now, for me, I would want to see Barkley two years removed from that ACL, you know, so he's going to start off this year, God willing, fingers crossed. Um, he, he He's on target to return for opening day. But as we have seen so many times with players coming off of ACL injuries, it can take up to two years for them to really get back to themselves. So if I'm the Giants, I pick up that option just to make sure I have, you know, the I retain his rights and then I see what he looks like not only in 2021 but also in 2022 and then here's the other thing folks Barkley hasn't had a full season since his rookie year I need him if I'm going to invest in him long time term rather if I'm the Giants before I invest in a big contract I need to see him stay on the field and not miss time due to injury that's going to be another factor so big risks coming up here. And yes, I know it's going to coincide with Daniel Jones's contract coming up and Dexter Lawrence's. And, you know, we'll talk about that, obviously, as we as we get into it down the line. But uh, right now, Barkley, my guess is the Giants will pick up that option. Again, they'd be foolish not to. Um, they could also, you know, they could also turn around and say, well, you know, we'll will decline it and then they can always franchise him, I guess. But it doesn't make sense to do that because I think the franchise tag would cost them more. And, you know, I I, I wouldn't go down that path if I were them. Just exercise the option. Seven million sounds like a lot and it probably is. But you know what? It's it's a lot better than 10 million a year, like what he was getting. So something to keep an eye, keep an eye on um, for the Giants as we get closer to that May 3rd deadline, which is after the draft, of course. And um, again, I think Barkley is going to be here for the next two years, whether or not he's able to play 16-game schedules, whether or not he's able to look the way he did prior to the injury. Nobody can say right now, but there is optimism, as there should be, you know, that he will work hard enough to, to make it happen. So we'll see how that all plays out. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. We'll 
take our final break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with a few more thoughts. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. And we are recapping, uh, basically, it's part two of uh, what Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, had to say on Tuesday. But we're also sprinkling in some news. And we're going to get to some news that kind of broke as I was recording this podcast. But first, Thursdays on Locked on NFL are a must-listen as Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team-building perspective. Get the expert analysis of your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, um, as I mentioned, there was some uh, breaking news that took place as I was recording this particular segment. So I'm actually re-recording it. Um, the breaking news being that the Giants have released Kevin Zeitler, offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler. And, you know, the move itself, this is kind of weird in that Zeitler, you knew the Giants couldn't keep him at twelve point uh, at, at his uh, $14.5 million cap hit. There was just no way that was going to happen. Even though Zeitler was like one of the best offensive linemen the Giants had last year, the Giants could not afford to keep Zeitler at that rate. Now, I thought initially when I was putting together my off-season cap plan for the Giants, for Giants country, I initially had Zeitler as being a straightforward cut. And the reason for that is Zeitler was in the final year of his contract. If the Giants were just going to, you know, optimize their savings, best to just rip off the bandage, eat the 2.5 million dead money, take the 12 million savings and just call it a day. But on the flip side, I had a, a dilemma of sorts in that recognizing that Zeitler still has a lot of good football left in him and the other guards on the Giants, Will Hernandez and Shane Lemieux, not quite as good as Zeitler, not quite as consistent. And I just, in thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe if they get rid of Zeitler, they're going to create a hole that they really don't need to have on the roster. Because, you know, the idea is, is if you're going to get rid of a guy, 
you better have an idea of how you're going to replace him, preferably on your roster. So does this mean that that uh, the Giants are going to move Shane Lemieux or Will Hernandez over to the right side? Possibly. But um, the other thing is, is that because Daniel Jones is going into year three of his, his career, I just thought it more important to kind of get him comfortable, have him take that, that next step forward, and not tinker all that much with the offensive line unless you absolutely needed to, especially since that unit started to show some progress towards the end of the year. Thinking about it further, well, now they've got a new offensive line coach in Rob Sale. They brought on uh, Pat Flaherty to serve as a senior offensive assistant, and he, of course, has experience working with offensive lines. So it just sounds to me like the Giants are going to start from scratch with that offensive line, and um, maybe they just felt, look, let's make the clean break. Let's just take the optimal cap savings. And I believe now that cap savings that they that they gained from Zeitler takes them from being in the red. I think there were something like uh, 7.9 million in the red to, I believe now they're about th- th- a little less than 4 million on the positive side of the ledger as far as having cap space. Still a long ways to go, but it, you know, it was certainly one of the moves that, that they felt could help them. So I don't know. At, at one point I thought, well, gee, maybe the Giants, you know, since Zeitler still has some good football left in him, at least to my eyes, he does. Maybe they just restructure his final number, kick some money in down the road. And I get it. You don't want to do that for, you know, for a lot of contracts, but I thought that might be one that would make sense. And I had worked out numbers where it wouldn't cost them a whole lot. The Giants obviously feeling quite differently. Dave Gettleman talking about that um, during his presser mentioned that you you ideally want to keep flat contracts. You don't want to have to restructure if you don't need to. Well, just in looking at the Giants cap, you know, um, I have in front of me their top their top 10 cap earners and you know, they're still going to have to do something with Nate Solder. They sh- they could potentially do something with James Bradbury. He has a, um, a a rather heavy cap hit. I think now he's like the second highest paid giant as far as cap figure goes behind Leonard Williams, who got the $19.3 million franchise tag. So the Giants are still a little bit too top-heavy in the top five, and they're going to probably have to restructure some of those deals. I I don't think they're going to necessarily cut these guys. You know, we're talking Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, Nate Solder. Okay. He, he may get cut. Blake Martinez isn't going anywhere. Neither is Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard and Andrew Thomas guys that make up the rest of the top five and the top 10. So certainly a lot more to be done by Giants general manager, Dave Gettleman, but you know, just to give you an idea on a few numbers here, I, I took the average dollar amount, the average cap hit of the Giants in the top five, each player in the top five. It comes out to $14.67 million, which is just way, way too much. You know, I mean, the, the top five highest cap hits on the Giants take up 39.5% of the team's overall cap whereas their top 10 takes up nearly 60%. That's a gross imbalance right there. And, and, and something, 
you know, I don't know how the Giants cap got so messed up, but um, I have concerns about how it's structured now. And hopefully Dave Gettleman and uh, the salary cap coordinator, uh, Kevin Abrams, who's also the assistant general manager, hopefully they have some answers up their sleeves because I look at the Giants cap and, you know, I know they're going to have a ton of money next year, but you got to deal with this year first. And and this year, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I see a potential scenario, to be honest with you, where the Giants could potentially have to scrape at the bottom of the barrel. And I don't know that you necessarily want to do that if you're trying to compete and trying to build. I don't know how much you want to rely on stopgap solutions. They may have to do that. So, again, I'm very curious to see how Gettleman and Kevin Abrams and, and Joe Judge, what, what some of the solutions are that they have in mind. But uh, the Giants cap situation, as I, I look at it now, uh, somewhere it got off the rails. It, it, it was it was trending in the right direction. And like I said, some somewhere along the line, it went off the rails. So we'll see how they fix it. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. As, again, as a reminder, the plan for Friday is Fan Appreciation Friday with a special guest, Ed Lee. Now, if I have breaking news, additional breaking news that I have to report on, what we'll do is we'll move Fan Appreciation Friday to Saturday. So this way you'll get a little extra bonus podcast um, so that Ed gets his, his moment. Really good guy, by the way. Ed was just an absolute sweetheart to talk with. A retired uh, cameraman, longtime Giant fan. Uh, I believe he's in his 60s. It had a lot of really sweet stories to tell. So I can't wait to share that show with you, whether it be Friday or over the weekend, again, depending on what happens with the Giants news cycle. So anyway, until then, Giant fans, have a great one, and we will talk again soon.